Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that it fits. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beats, bars, and life. Giving them truth in it. Scream a revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit. Know what we said, on. Solid ground with there. Say it's no use. The culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah. Revolving the art, the shock. Go with it. Keep it a beat so the plot don't miss it. Welcome to the city stand. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judged by the fruit from the tree But if the fruit tastes like the streets And money is the fruit that they seek So tell me whose face do they seek Yes, sir You're now tuned into The Fix Your source for faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry It's your boy DJ Focus checking in It's your girl Dice Gamble What's good, sis? Everything's good, bro You already know Everything is good I'm blessed God, God is good all the time, huh? All the time We're about to get into it today oh, We're going we to talk about the evolution of hip-hop We're going to go back in the back in the day We're going we gonna, to we gonna let you guys come into our world Back when we knew, you know We mm-hmm. fell in Hip hop. We gonna have some real conversations, and of course, we gonna get y'all up to date to where we are now. Of course, uh, Christian hip hop and just where we at, and how we see even mainstream artists now too, as well. Because there are yeah. some mainstream artists I still rock with and listen to right now too, as well. For sure. Um, but of course, you know, we pumping CHH for the most part. Don't get it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> get it. You are tuned into the right channel. Yes. <laughs> listen, hump, day, hump day. Hump day. Right. You're almost we, we, there. We almost do our week. Almost. It's flying by too, by the way. Super it's flying like by. When you make it to Wednesday, you're you're in good shape. That's right. That's right. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. They say Thursday is the new uh, you know, week weekend day. You know, people start having uh, you know, their little parties and stuff on Thursday. <laughs> on Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, you Thursday. know. Thursday. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, once again, you're tuned into the fix. And of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Yes. And listen, we got a hot show again for y'all today. Listen, uh, I'm going to take y'all live into a, a, a great conversation I had with Tadashi Ooh. and uh, Wande from Reach Records. Yeah. That, tune in for that, man. I had the opportunity to sit down with them. They, let me, let me tell you something. I, I I went to the Unashamed Tour in Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, this production that they put on was amazing. I'm be honest with you. Uh, for a Christian hip hop concert, and I'm saying it, and I've been to quite a few, and I've DJ quite a few, but okay. this production that they put on for this Unashamed Tour for this year, mm-hmm. hands down, I would put it up against anybody in the mainstream. Ooh. It was the production was great. Yeah. The music was great. Mm-hmm. On top of having a great time and being entertained, the spirit of God was with everybody. Like I, my wife and I looked around and we were just like, wow, there were times mm-hmm. when you worshiped. Then there was times when you just turned up and you had a good time reciting lyrics. Mm-hmm. So 
it was just a, a great experience. So definitely, uh, I'm looking forward to allowing for the people to hear this exclusive interview I got backstage with mm-hmm. Tadashi, the OGT dot, as well as with the first lady of Reese Records, Juan Day. Hey. Definitely want to lock that in and listen that that conversation. We didn't already told them about that conversation, so it's yeah. on. It's right that we had this hip hop conversation. I think me and you, That's perfect. We gonna have a great conversation with that. But you know how we do it. Let's get into yep. some music. Uh, let's get into uh, our sisters. Uh, we just uh, interviewed them not too long ago. Uh, Bria Miles, Mahogany Jones, mm. Prestate, uh, and he sung "Leave Me." Keep it locked. Turn the radios up. You're tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. What's good, family? It's your boy, DJ Focus, man. Listen, and we are live at the We Are Unashamed Tour right here in Columbus, Ohio. And I'm sitting with one of the veterans from Reach Records, the OG T-Dot. What's and that? as well, the first lady of Reach Records, Juan Day. How y'all? Doing we well, bro. Right? Doing good. Doing good? Yeah. How's the tour been? It's been a lot of fun, honestly. I think it's been cool because um, we have like the younger generation, like you said earlier, and the older generation. So we've been getting to know each other as well, learning a lot from each other, and it's been having a lot of fun each day. Talk about the importance of that, T-Dot, of you being a vet in the game and being able to inspire and pour into the next up and coming. Yeah, man, trust me. I, we, actually, Lecrae said it last night. He was like, man, we couldn't ask for a better group of like up and coming artists who are new to the label or, you know, not new, new, but on the label, just because you get to see them embrace some of the the front, the, the foundational things that we hold to or held to as we were coming up, man. So it's been an honor. I'm one, they are people who want to hear from you, which is dope. But two, like we learn it from them as well. It's not like a, hey, I got it all and you need to get it from me. It's like a both and. It's like a flow back and forth. So it's dope. So how have you been during the pandemic? And what has this pandemic taught you? Brother, uh, outside of music, it just taught me like, man, you you need to enjoy the time with your family, bro. Like I, I, I had so many moments of uninterrupted time with my family that it was beautiful. So I'm grateful, even though the pandemic in and of itself is a horrible thing, um, a struggle and hardship for a lot of people. For me, in the midst of it all, the silver lining was that I got to be home with my family a lot, which was great. How about you? Yeah, I think I definitely agree. I remember the first week whenever like the official shutdown happened, it was around Easter, and I spent like a whole week with my uncle and my cousins, and so that was a lot of fun. And then even just being able to go back home to, to my mom and dad and stuff like that and spend some time with them. So I think it's really good just to appreciate family. And then also I had like a lot of time to learn new skills and stuff like that. Like obviously like TikTok is like a new wave. So I've been learning a lot about how to TikTok and do all these different things. So it was a lot of time to also ingest a lot of like education. So talk a little bit about that because you have, you know, went into like an entrepreneur type thing. You got a brand that's doing crazy. Talk about that, the importance of, you know, being able to walk out on faith and do some entrepreneurship. Yeah, so for me, I feel like everybody, whatever God places inside of you, like just go full force for it because you never know why he's positioning you for that particular area. And so for me, with business, I was like, okay, let's, let's do it. Um, so I think it's really important, though, for Christians to be involved in business because it's like, why not? Like, why should we not? you know, be involved in business affairs. And even with that, like, as you can see in the world, business affairs, whenever you have money, money equals power in the world. So why not have Christians also do that? Because then we'll have more resources to bless other people and do other things. So I think that's why I'm so passionate about business. And it's a lot of fun, like learning marketing and doing all that. All right, let's start talking about a little bit of that music. T-Dot, man, we so, so pumped, man. You started doing music again. Just yeah. talk about your process and your journey for the people who may not have no T-Dot. Yeah, man, yeah. I, I dropped uh, an album, and uh, it's called Never Fold. And then right after that, 
uh, went, went around touring, traveling, the whole nine. And then um, life kind of hit a, a hardship for me. And I had to slow down, losing relatives, the pandemic, the wildness of what 2020 was with police brutality and just tons of stuff happening in the world. I, I needed to take a hiatus, bro, and kind of take a sabbatical and step away. And so this season, it wasn't just a, hey, I need to do some, some new music. I felt like I had something to say. I felt like I wanted to step back and release this mirror talk music to be able to encourage vulnerability and transparency among, among believers. We are the ones that are meant to be lights in the world. And it's really hard to shine bright when you feel like you've got so much to hide away. So if you could just open up and release that, share it in confidence with people who love you, and then stand boldly in who God's made you to be. I feel like it would bless so many people to see that and embody that as well, embrace that as well, to live in that freedom. You know, that's something that sometimes you don't see often within music, people being transparent and being bold. Where right. does that boldness come at from you? Because I think that's what's missing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Man, the, the courage to see vulnerability as a means God can use instead of the shame that you sometimes exist in. I think honestly the enemy uses shame. Since the first moment we see Adam and Eve engaged by the serpent, shame came onto the scene. I feel like shame is a tool of the enemy and I know for me the antithesis of that, the opposite of that, the thing to fight against that is vulnerability, transparency and being honest with yourself and the people around you and say, no, nah, I have these things that I need to work on. There are these things that I'm afraid of. And there are these things that I'm, that are great that I do. Let me be honest about those things and then find ways to grow. On that, you've been, you've been putting out bang after bang. Let me just salute you. Woo. Talk of you. Look, yes, she has. Look, little sis been putting out bang yes, after bang. Don't, don't, don't sleep on her. If you ain't here, you just run the numbers up. But just talk about the importance of you being able to put out that authentic music for you, for you and your brand, and then also the collabs you've been doing. I love the song you do with Fortune Love, and just oh, yeah, being yeah. able to put other sisters on it. Talk about that. Yeah, so I definitely think, one, just for my brand, being like the first woman, I guess on a major scale, uh, I think it's really important for me to put out quality because it's basically setting the example for everybody who's coming after me. Um, so I think I take that very seriously in terms of like, hey man, we gotta, we gotta come with the with the hits. Um, but then after that, I think collabing is just a lot of fun because like God made us all so unique and so individual. So we get even greater works whenever we collab. I think it's a pride thing sometimes when people are like, oh, it has to be me. Like people have to know I'm popping. But I think if you can get outside of your head and, you know, humble yourself, collabs are so beautiful because I feel like some of the best songs that ever come out are always collabs. And for me, getting to collab with Portia, that was super fun. Like just having other holy girls and like, I think you really realize the importance of collabs that shows like even how we're here right now um, doing Unashamed Tour because it's a beautiful moment whenever you can perform songs with other people and like y'all get to share that moment. So I think collabs was great because um, me and Portia have done some shows together too and it's been beautiful seeing us being able to like represent women and perform it and do our thing out there. And so it's definitely a lot of fun. Can you speak a little bit to, you know, we know hip hop has always been oversaturated with women, ladies in hip hop being over-sexualized and, you know, the whole stripper movement and all that. One thing I love about you, you stay authentic, you, but you stay fly. Like, you know, you keep it popping. Can you speak to that a little bit on making sure, you know, you still have the level of modesty that you should have to yeah. represent kingdom women? Yeah, so I think it, it all draws from my relationship with God. So because I always want to honor God with everything I do, I keep the modesty there, like it's always a standard, even with music videos, like sometimes you work with stylists and stuff, and so it's like, hey, I'm, I'm not wearing that. 
Um, so I think it's just, it just overflows from like the relationship that I already have with the Lord. And I think in terms of like just the fashion and stuff, like it's just another uh, opportunity to show excellence in like whatever God's given you. So if God made you creative in that area too with like fashion, then let me be excellent in that area and exude that because you just never know who you're inspiring as well. Who might be like, oh, I love fashion. I didn't know Christians could, could right. do that because you might be encouraging somebody else just also do how you dress. I say it all the time. If we don't look good, the kingdom don't look good. Don't stop slipping on us. Listen. Um, no, for real. She just, just look, you just confirmed something I've been saying, so I appreciate that. So listen, um, what's missing in Christian hip hop and y'all humble opinion? What's missing? If y'all could change one thing. What you change, uh, Look, man, I'm going to speak to something that I think we need to see more of. And I think there are people fighting for this. Um, oftentimes, Christian hip hop has only been focused on the music itself. And we've seen over decades that there are artists who can perform, write, create and spit well. The thing that I think is missing and the reason why I think individuals like Wande are so important, and you already said it, um, we need more entrepreneurs with biblical mindsets to help bring about infrastructures that help us push forward the movement of this music without having to give a piece of what, our, what we have away to be a part of someone else's world. Like, I don't really get seen unless I'm in the gospel world or the CCM world or I randomly get a mainstream moment. And it's like, no, nah, there needs to be more infrastructure outside of just whatever reach is going to, to give opportunity for this music to be solidified in its own way so that it can just be pushed forward. I believe that with my heart. And one day is an entrepreneur, bro. So it's not, it's, it's, it's her and it's other people like her who I think will make that happen. Well, I appreciate the compliment. Yeah, no, I was there. <laughs> uh, but I think I definitely agree. I think we can see a lot of people nowadays who are who are grinding and like uh, pushing for ownership. Even my manager, she started her own brand called Build Your Own Dreams, and so they've been killing it as well. And like they've been putting on shows. Um, like I think they hosted Indie Tribe Festival. Okay. And so even seeing like Indie Tribe Festival pop up, like that's a new opportunity now where even more Christian artists will have an opportunity to kill it so that also creates a whole industry where we can all thrive because I think kind of like I was saying earlier like if you're in your individual bubble you don't realize like we're more powerful together so I think yeah just seeing that infrastructure build out I think it'll be really beautiful to see that and to see Christians just kind of elevate on a higher level because it is really interesting you see us and like we're well known but outside of Christian rap a lot of times gospel music they're, they're just finding out about like what we do like gospel artists are like oh wow like this is really cool I, but I only know you or, you know, CCM artists will be like, yeah, that's really cool. I only know who you are. I don't know about the whole entire, like, world outside of it. So I think it'll be dope, like, with the radio stations getting involved and y'all being popping and then just everybody else. Like, everybody thriving in their gifts, I think it's going to create more of an infrastructure that's going to help everything. Will, will we ever see, I feel like you should put together a, a female compilation. I feel like you should, I think you should spirit that. Lit. Would that be something you think you could do? Yeah, like I think it would really dope. I probably will try to like do some kind of mixtape situation. I think right. that'd be really cool. Like I need to hit one of these summers, get it popped out. So yeah. What's next? What's next for both of y'all? Uh, more stops on the Unashamed Tour. Like, we are here, we, we take a break, and then we run through the South and we head down to Florida that week after that. So I'm excited about that. To come out of a 2020 pandemic, and like she said, I remember in March when the, the, the nation declared, the government declared a state of emergency for the nation. And cats couldn't leave their house, or if they did, they had to 
do certain things. Events were getting shut down, businesses closing, and I'm just like, to now be here, to be able to step on a stage with a room full of people in person, doing music live, bro, I don't take that for granted at all. I'm, I'm honored. And so, Unashamed Tour for sure. Uh, more music coming from me. I'm sure one day's got more music. You can talk about that, but that's it. And then I'm also doing uh, a podcast called The Dash, and that's dropping next week. Super excited about that, man. I want to help people think critically about themselves and the world around them, and that's really been my heart since day one. And then me and my wife started a foundation in honor of our son, Chase, who passed away, called the Chase Foundation. And so uh, that is official now. I'm very excited about that. More to come on that soon as well. So, man, it's a lot happening for real. And so I'm, I'm trying to not just call people up to be entrepreneurs and help bring infrastructure. I'm trying to do it in a way that I know I'm called to do as well. So, yeah. How have you been, man, with your mental state? Just to get to Ooh, I need to bring. No, it's all good. No, just as in a you question. brought up, the, you know, your son's foundation. Yeah. How have you been, man? No, that's a, that's a good question. I feel as though I'm grateful for the community of people I'm around and my wife who has been true to keep me pursuing mental health, uh, quality mental health, where I'm in therapy, I'm meeting with people, I'm doing the work to acquire the tools. That's what therapy is, <clears throat> excuse me. Therapy is a place you can go to acquire the tools that you need in the moment. Like therapy is, you know, like Batman walks around with his utility belt and he got all the little stuff around him on his waist. Therapy's giving that to me. So when I'm in a moment where I'm struggling or I'm, I'm going through something, I remember, oh, I heard that in therapy. I got I got this on my belt when he pulled this out. Um, and so it's, and it's been really healthy for me to be on the road with everybody. Um, there is a community that comes about outside of just the music. Like if everybody was here just because they did music, this would be one of the lamest experiences ever. But I see people here because they really are about our father's business and that's a beautiful thing so that's giving me a, a moment of of mental peace to know that that's where i'm 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 at daily with these people so yeah but thank you for asking bro i feel like god's been giving me the tools to, to battle well to, to hold on to good mental health definitely praying for you thank you bro. appreciate you what's next for you um, as well, Unashamed Tour, so shout out to that. Um, tours have actually been inspiring me a lot to like create some new music, so stay tuned for the music. Uh -oh. Uh, we got some hot features or something. Come on, talk to us. A lot of situations on the horizon. Um, and then other than that, just building up my brand from within. So I've been having a lot of fun just like getting into new products and new beauty lines. So uh, stay tuned for new products as well with like the one with their brand. Let's look at that for a second before we get out of here because I think that's very powerful what you're doing with the Win Within and inspiring women. Speak to the, that brand in general. So the yeah, people so uh, Win Within is my brand. And so we're all about just showing that like it's not about gaining all these material possessions and stuff like that, but it's about what's actually happening um, on the inner work inside of you. And that's what's actually going to help you win and win in your walk with God. And so with that, the brand um, kind of speaks a lot to women. So we um, target like the beauty community. So we've been like doing more things with like eyelashes, lip gloss, stuff like that, and fashion. But then we also have like an educational aspect of it. And so with the educational aspect, I teach like consultation sessions and I teach artist group classes where I get together and I show people like, here's how I got to where I am. Let me get to the keys to success. Like these are different things that you can learn to like, you know how we talk about infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Create infrastructure, here's a brand. Here's marketing, you know, and just different things like that so that way people can also excel and elevate with what God's called them to do. Yeah, but do you ever see yourself maybe doing a motivational speaking? 
Maybe, you know. Because I, I see it on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I see, look, look, I, I, I'm listening to it. I see it on you. I see one day as an executive somewhere who's being called in to do motivational speaking, not just speaking. Forget like, I see that being more, this, this is a CEO, bro. And so I'm just like, nah, she'll be called in to do the speaking because of what she's been able to build. But that's the, that's the hope. I'm like, there's so much a person can do and unfortunately, because of the hype around being on the stage, people forget there are other facets to the entertainment industry that they can start to develop to, to play their role in this. So yeah, bro, I love it. I'm like, she's gonna be on stage, but she also gonna be doing X, Y, and Z off the stage that's building into what this is. So, yeah, and I, we ain't talking about nothing. I'm just seeing it. You speak into existence. It's already done. Look, it's already done. It. So, yeah, bro. T-Doc, can you tell people how to connect with you, how they can follow yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please follow me on TikTok, Instagram, all the rest of them, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, at Tadashi. Um, and then you can check out my YouTube channel uh, on YouTube slash Tadashi. And um, the, the podcast is, is recorded, so you'll be able to see that, not just listen to it. But you can also follow, find all of it on, you know, podcasts with Apple, Spotify, so forth and so on. Okay. Yo, Tadashi's lucky, you know, he can get at Tadashi. I tried to get at Wanda, it didn't work. <laughs> so, you can find me on all platforms at OMG, it's Wanda, um, TikTok, Instagram, all of that, um, and as well on music platforms for Wanda. Listen, run their numbers up. They got hot music, fire music. Listen, DJ Focus checking out Wanda, T-Dot, the fix is in. You tune back into The Fix, your source of faith-infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. DJ Focus. And your girl, Dice Gamble, in the building. Listen, my mom was like, I am so, so ready for this conversation. I mean, obviously, I'm a hip-hop uh, lover. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm sitting here like, man, can we just get into this? But um, but for real, shout out to Wande. Shout out to T-Dot, to Dashi. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Y'all are amazing. Keep up the God work. And uh, I, I know what you mean about them um, out there on that stage, man. They are phenomenal. So if you ever get a chance to see them in concert, guys, please just go. Just go. You're going to love it. You're going to appreciate it. God's going to bless you. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what you should do. So if they're in your city, go holler. Absolutely. Absolutely. For real. For real. So it's a great uh, conversation we're going to have today, our Real Talk topic. We're talking about the evolution of hip-hop. So for me, Dice, um, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but, I, you know, I think the, my first moment, my first introduction into hip hop, my dad was um, a lover of music. My dad literally loved all genres of music. Mm. Uh, he goes back old school. He had, he had the, the the milk crates and and, and, and uh, fill of uh, a tracks and albums. Yes, come on now. And I'm talking about all genres of music. So he first introduced me to the Sugar Hill Gang. Ooh. He Sugar Hill Gang. I might have been about five. First time I heard it. Yeah, maybe. Yes, I was about five. So this is like, you know, they had been out for a while. What was um, it? Rapper's Delight? Rapper's Delight? Yeah, Rapper's Delight. Come on now. Something about when he put that Rapper's Delight on. And mm. this is back when the whole family enjoyed music. I don't know about your experience, but my household, when we needed to kind of like unwind and kind of yeah. just want to be in good spirits, mm-hmm. my dad would put music on. Yeah. And, and pray for us. It wasn't gospel music. I know <laughs> I would like to hear that, but no, a lot of Motown, yeah. a lot of TV one and Temptations, and you know, I can go down the line of that. But then, yeah. introduce me and my brother. I had an older uh, older brother um, to hip hop and mm-hmm. Sugar Hill Gang. That 
I promise you that album played constantly. It's and we had the extended version. <laughs> but listen, listen I, I mean, same same here, and it's crazy because um I you have to give the Sugar Hill Gang credit for people even knowing about hip hop. And it, it's sad because you had um Cool Herc, you had Grandmaster Flash, you had African My Body, you had all these people way before uh rappers that like blew up. You know what I mean? Like people who had really just been um, paving the way for hip hop, but until it was, it was 1979, mm-hmm. I never forget it. And uh, <laughs> that's when um, Rappers Delight debuted on Billboard, and that's when the world was like, "What is this?" And we like it, we love it, and um, and then um, you know, people started learning about all the uh, the OGs, you know. So mm-hmm. um, same same here though. Grew up in a household full of music, you know. Uh, of course, we were Christians, and everybody sang in the choir and played piano, and we were at church fifty nine times a week. And but Saturday mornings, we were up cleaning always during the week. We were listening to music, you know, and all everybody in my family could sing and all that. So we love music, except for me, and that's when I knew I had to be a rapper. Okay. We talk, oh. yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. Go ahead. Let's keep going. You you didn't have you didn't have the gift of singing. <laughs> I didn't have a gift of singing. And uh, I never forget my um cousin Vaughn came home from the Navy and I was eleven years old and he brought home uh like the little um the little rap the little rap magazines, you know, that had the fold out posters in it and he had uh, salt and pepper, uh, Queen Latifah, like all these girls. And I was like, what is this? Moni Love, you know, and I was like, who who are these people? And he was like, man, they rap too. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, they do. And so um that's when I was like, well, I think I'm gonna try my hand in that because I can't hit a note to save my life, you know? And um that's when I fell in love with it. I was like, man, this is my this is gonna be me from here on out. And my first song, let's see, I was in the eighth grade, and uh my first song that I wanted to rap was There Wasn't a Woman Who Lived in a Shoe. Had so many kids didn't know what to do. Like and I had I had to go do that for the second graders. And I was mm-hmm. like, This is my life. Like from like from that moment on, I was like, This is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. No turning back. No turning back. You, yeah. you know what I thought was so powerful about just hearing records like, uh, you know, from Sugar Hill Gang and mm. the next the next project I got, next album I'm sorry I got was uh, Slick Ricks, oh. uh, the Children's Story. Was it was that the name yeah. of the album? What was the name yeah. of the album? Was it Children's Story? I think or so. Was it World? What was the name of that album? Nah, that let's see. Um, Slick, I think it was the Children's Story. Yes, the Children's Story because it had Hey Young yeah, World. It was the Children's Story. Yes. Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> I got a hold of Slick Rick. What I was happened? Like, this is when I knew I wanted. So I I never had the gift of rapping. That was never my thing. Hmm. But I also I always just loved playing the music. Hmm. So oh my dad, I was like, Dad, I think I want a DJ. You figure yeah. I was about anybody, and when I got that, yeah, I was about ten years old, nine, ten, somewhere in there. I was like, I think I want to play pops. And he got me a mixer. And from there, yes, he got y'all me. Have, y'all must have had some money. No, no, no. So that's, that's very clear. It's something you said off air that I'm going to bring back. Uh-oh. So in the 80s, pawn shops were really popular. Yeah, yes, bro. Yeah, they had everything you needed. Absolutely. So my father always stayed in pawn shops and the record den. I don't know if you had a record den where you were at, but the record den pop into as well and you could go sell stuff to the record then and they would sell stuff so yes no no it was used it was not brand new 
<laughs> it was definitely used. And I um, uh, started, I started playing around with scratching a little bit. And mm-hmm. then I boom box for Christmas. When I got that boom box for Christmas, so I'm going to take you back. So it, it, it used to be a thing called a boom box for, right. for millennials and youngers. <laughs> so you had two decks. So okay. with the two decks, sometimes you would want to hear some of the hot DJs on the radio. Right. So what you would do is when the, the hot mix shows came on on the radio, you would record that mix. So that would be your reference to when you go back and practice. Come on now. <laughs> Or when you wanted to make tapes. So we had the gray TDK, TDK tapes that Come we used to dub. And I used to make mixes. So I would make my own mixes wow. and sell them boys for $5. Lunch money was great in high school. That's a whole other subject. <laughs> who, was, who was hustling? Okay, so focus. So how did you feel about when, like in the 80s, like when the 80s started popping off and you got these new school type of rappers, you know, they're becoming a little more polished, like your Run DMCs, your LL Cool J's, like, <laughs> like, were you feeling like this is going to be a big thing or did you feel like this is just what I like? You know, this is nothing. I mean, because no, no. hip hop hadn't blown up yet. It hadn't. Well, I think when it, for me, when I, when I, I realized it was going to be really big, Eric being, Eric being Rakim paid mm. it. When that record came out and I saw how much radio play it got, I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. Oh, this, yeah, this is it. Like, I think the R and B, thing was phasing out because you figure majority of all the Motown people mm-hmm. you know that was kind of fading out you know you may have Stevie Wonder you mm-hmm. said the t- and them too as well but for the most part they had ran the 70s and the mm-hmm. early 80s right. by the time you got to about 86 87 mm-hmm. 88 yeah hip hop was on the rise well it was <laughs> yeah I think for me it was it was it was Biggie Tupac it was Biggie Tupac MC Hammer I never forget have you been to a Hammer concert bro Oh, there is no energy than at a hammer concert. Listen, I almost fainted when he came down the aisle doing the hammer and he touched me and he was all sweaty. But listen, I promise. And I hate I hate if you have never been to a um, concert, an MC Hammer concert, guys, because you have missed a lot. And I'll just put it like that. No concert to your to your point, even to, to this day, has ever affected me like MC Hammer concert. I mean, really? from, from start to finish, I've been to so many concerts. I've paid a lot of money. I've seen a lot of pyrotechnics. I've heard a lot of nice, you know, speakers. But the, the concerts, i never forget. I was in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky. And I was like, this is the greatest performer. I mean, he performed with fervor from the top of the concert to the end. I mean, nonstop. I think I saw him walk like float across the chairs like i i, I mean it, it was mind-blowing i mean the choir was amazing the singing the band and obviously we all know you know it was a lot of people you know what i mean right. but it was just it was just well put together and very very effective i mean um anyways long story short um i love mc hammer but here's the thing <clears throat> tupac biggie that era is when i knew hip-hop is going nowhere like that's 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 when i knew a hundred percent like i was in baltimore and um when Biggie was really, really popping off. And um I was like, this is this is what this is what it's gonna be for the future. Like we have finally landed. To, I mean, it's commercialized now. You know what I'm saying? So it was competing with all kind of music on the radio. Then country was number one, and I never forget it. And they used to be like, our country's gonna always be number one. And I was like, 
No, like I knew in my soul, I was like, this is about to take over. You could ride through any hood and you heard hip hop playing out of people's cars, out of the grocery stores. It was Mm -hmm. just everywhere. And that's like late 80s, early 90s. And um, and then, of course, it took off, you know, it got even better. You know, Lil Wayne, Timbaland, Puffy, Ja Rule, Mm -hmm. you know, DMX. Mm -hmm. I mean, just ridiculous. So. So were you amazed by the different sounds within hip hop because I, I would argue we, we, we talked about the early you know the, the cool herks you know the, the rappers like you the sugar yeah. heels working your way to slick ricks eric b and rock that new york style was kind of you know similar but then like you said you get to the 90s now you have tupac you have biggie mm-hmm. but now also too as well puffy brought a yeah. new sound in puffy was able to take samples from old r&b records and make hits out of them. First so of all, now, Puffy, go ahead. Give, I was like, can we take a moment for Puffy because he is amazing, and I and it's so funny because I think he's underrated. I think he is not celebrated. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen this brother dance at the AUC. Like he, I mean, I've seen him putting flyers out. I mean, he, he, y'all, I can't, I can't even understand how he did all he did. I don't think he ever slept in my mind. Like just from seeing the brother work, but all the things he's done. Um, I don't think the world knows like how how he's influenced so many people, so many rappers um, at that. So shout out to you, Puff. Um, but listen, I'm sorry, man. I'm sitting here like Tribe Called Quest, like all these things, D, right. you know, D Dice, like Ice T, right. NWA is in my mind. I'm sitting here like, right? They they shut it down, you know. Like hip hop came and did not leave. Now you're talking about the change in the sound. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to I don't want to forget your question. Right. I think I was impressed more than anything, and to me, that's why people lean into hip hop. That's why it's it's on um football right now. It's on basketball. Like you cannot turn on sports. You can't turn on a commercial. You can't turn on a progressive commercial and not hear hip hop track. It's Fact. like that. It's I mean it just because it it hip hop is so fluid and it's about culture and culture mm. is people and it's all inclusive that's why it's so impressive you can't go into any other genre and be as diverse like hip-hop is 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 super diverse i think it's the number one most diverse diverse music genre ever um anyway no i agree and i think you brought up nwa yes that too as well uh i would think uh you know artists like nwa ice t mm-hmm. they up the gangster rap yeah and how that was so of course you know controversial yeah uh, of course it was hardcore of course it was mm-hmm. street but mm-hmm. it also told stories of people in the streets urban yeah. communities being yeah. um pretty much dogged by the government let's let's, let's treat for the words come on ua and uh, public enemy and what they spoke for just and also too as well uh the divide within urban communities mm-hmm. that was that was another thing that it was constantly when i listened to nwa and public enemy they were mm-hmm. really trying to bring us together and get us to stop you know yeah. the, the divide and, and the things that we do you know some of the uh behavior the ratchet behavior <laughs> yeah yeah for sure, for sure, for sure. I think, and I know. We're, we're, listen, we could run this topic all day, but I want to. I want to get to the nineties. Yes. Um, totally frustrated by hip hop as an artist because of the commercialization of it, and yes. where it became this thing where it really, um, 
it, it's just a money it's just a money thing now you know i think before obviously it was pure it was it was it was it was almost perfect and then like late 90s coming into the 2000s it just was to me it was all about the money the whole look of it changed the whole feel of it changed i think the lack of creativity changed because you know it's now now it's like turn it out turn it out turn it out let's go do shows and it became less about uh true storytelling and culture how what do you think i i agree listen dj focus dice gamble uh we got to Break. We're gonna come right back to this great conversation. We'll be right back. Evolution of hip hop. The fix locked. is in. The fix is in. And we'll be back. We'll tune back into the fix. Your source of faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. Just came off a break. And listen, uh, me and Dice are talking about the evolution of hip hop. Um, yeah. Before the break, we were talking about '90s hip hop and the, the influence that '90s hip hop hip hop had on both of us. Yeah. Dice, one thing um, I brought up: uh, gangster rap, and we we're talking about NWA and Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, you brought up some key points to the message and how it started to change mm-hmm. maybe going into the late nineties, going into the two thousands. Yeah. Bit- I mean I mean it just did, you know, it became more commercialized. I think we had more uh people in positions of power who saw that, you know, these young artists, they're they're they have these great stories, but they also saw how they could just uh, use them. I mean, we got a thousand gamillion stories about how people got taken for their rights, their royalties, you know, and, and everything. So, I mean, it, it just it just it, it just kind of went sideways. Now, mind you, people um, kept giving us good content, fun content. And I love how it is expanded now. And so many people are actually included. I mean, even letting in and I say letting in, but it, I think it initially was very black. Let's just be real. And it has expanded to so many different cultures all across the world so now you have major hip-hop artists um and they're and they're just from all over the planet and i love that piece but yeah the 2000s for me it was stressful because it was like man this is just all about the money it's just all about the money um and i didn't like that change and that's what i was asking you i was like how did you feel about the shifting of it or did you feel it or did it as a dj does it matter as an artist it definitely did for me but as a dj did it matter for you so I can be totally transparent. For me, I, at that point in my life, I was all about chasing the money. So <laughs> I was going with the vibe, with the wave, as with you would vibe. call it. Yeah. Money with y'all. So you, you <laughs> talk about, you know, uh, who, who made some mistakes in this life, like uh, like we all did. But at that point, I would say late 90s, going into the early 2000s, I really didn't start really changing my life around to about 2005, 2006. <laughs> but before <laughs> that, I was all about it because I was all about chasing that bag. You know, I did some things in the streets, you know, and, and mm-hmm. killed nobody. But I, I definitely, <laughs> you know, moved some uh, some things in the streets <laughs> <laughs> for some some extra cash. So a lot of that music was the soundtrack of my life. I yeah, when I, when I when I hopped in my whip, yeah, I was bumping that that music. I was talking about go out and get it, you know. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I think one thing that happened to me before we get into like the mid 2000 I want to go back to I want to say 97 or 98 I might be 98 when Kirk Franklin came out with Stomp oh man I'm a for me that was the pivotal moment that I finally looked at gospel music in a hip hop way I know mm-hmm. he's not a Christian hip hop artist but that was like my first real introduction I would argue to Christian hip hop even though I know we had legends before him shout out to Mike Peace, Stephen Wiley and a lot of the OGs who were doing their thing in the 80s I wasn't introduced to them until later 
uh, much, much later, my first introduction to Christian hip hop, I would argue would be Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Franklin with Stomp. And that's when I was like, wow, gospel mm-hmm. it sound like, you know what I'm saying? Fly. And right. then, of course, I, I got hit to a little bit of Mary Mary and Dawkins and Dawkins. Okay. And now I'm like, okay, this, this is, this should be like a new normal. Like I, I see that they're getting it. Yeah. And I didn't understand why Kirk Franklin got so much. He was criticized so much when he it came was bad. out. So bad. It was so bad. But you know what? It, it happens to everybody who um, tries to kind of step out of the box mm-hmm. and, and, and all that. I mean, back to you. For me, Christian hip hop, you know, obviously I was a secular rapper up until ooh, 2004. Um, mm-hmm. But my first intro to Christian hip hop was with Brits. Here we go. 1995 oh. ish, you know what I mean? And that's when I was like, man, I could go this way and do that. Like, this is really cool. There are people out here, they love the Lord. They talk about, you know, mm-hmm. all things of God. And I was like, man, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, uh, but I still, but God still has some work to do inside of me and, and through me, Lord, a few more, about 10 more years before I'd be like, I hear you, Jesus. I hear you. I love the grits and I like grits. I like grits for breakfast too. But it's gonna be about ten years before I can come your way. Okay. Oh, drop it, drop it. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, it looks ten, ten, ten more years. <laughs> well, that's good though. But <laughs> introduction because I, I I didn't have that early introduction until I got to Kirk Franklin. But let's talk about. Listen, now we're in our two thousands. Um, we know uh, trap music is introduced into the two thousands. Yeah. Uh, but also, I would argue 2002, 2003, Cross Movement came on the scene for Christian oh, hip hop. Yeah, they did. <sighs> Talk about your experience. Did, did, have you, have, oh, did you gosh. go? Did you, did you ever mean, get to work with any of them? Did I ever get what? A chance to work with anybody from. Oh, a, I wish. Like, my whole life, my whole life would have been different. Okay. <laughs> it would have been changed. I would have been saved again sooner. But okay. no, but cross movement, I mean, that's another group too. I think they don't get their, they don't get their flowers. Like, I mean, I'm talking about like just cracking the ground wide open for everybody else, even, even myself to run through. Um, all I know is right now there is a movement happening with CHH with Christian right. hip hop. Okay. And I said this, I put a video on my timeline like two years ago and I was like, y'all have no idea what is coming so all these artists who want to hop in and hop out you know hopefully you go and pray and hear from the lord because it's about to change you know what i'm saying like we are kicking open the door i mean and even the fixed show right now like being with holy culture and on serious um it's it's proof that the lord is like let's go like this is y'all this is y'all uh lane right here like go get it you know like go do you so it's like we've worked really really hard man i mean we have had to kick and fight and scratch just to get our voices heard within the church and the street. We have had the hardest fight. So any artist that you ever see that's a CHH artist, please give them their props. They love. You have no idea. I mean, the spiritual warfare is totally different. Like our, our thing that God has given us to do and the gifts to do that we have, it takes a lot of prayer. It takes uh, just a lot of focus. It's very, very different. And I'm praying to God. I'm like, Lord, even though you don't have to do it, because, you know, we're going to be out here ministering regardless if we keep getting these stages or not. But I am praying that one day the world will really see the benefit of CHH and how a two-year-old can listen to it. Your grandmother can listen to it. Like your grandmother could turn on 154 
right now and just listen to it all day and not be offended. We're not talking about, you know, over here doing all these drugs. Maybe we did in the past and we're just ministering, you know, but we ain't, mm-hmm. we ain't trying to get nobody to do anything crazy. It's safe. Um, it's empowering. It's uplifting and um, it's delivering, you know, so I'm, I'm hoping we get our lane just like everybody else. All these other artists had their lane and their time and, and, and their spotlight, you know, from before. So yeah, I'll just be praying with me. Oh, I think I think the time is now, and, and shouts out to uh, Trig. Uh, we are yeah, blessed Trig. right here. Shouts out to SiriusXM yes. for giving uh, Trig uh, this opportunity to bring his platform to SiriusXM. Mm-hmm. This is powerful. And to your point, Christian hip hop has been on the rise. I would argue for the, I would say the last decade. Yeah, for like sure. I think it's been seriously looked at for the last decade. I think kind of you know uh, T Bone and the mm-hmm. True. Lecrae, mm-hmm. of course, we know are trailblazers that kind of broke in and people mm-hmm. were start, they were starting to get sync placements with movies and mm-hmm. artists and athletes and entertainers were starting to, you know, talk to a lot of Christian hip hop artists. So I think the last decade has been powerful. Mm-hmm. And listen, let's talk about it. the state of Christian hip hop right now. Sonically, the music sounds good. I'm be honest with you. Some of the stuff back in the early 2000s. Well, production wise was not good well there was a, there was a stigma there and it okay. was just you know and i, I blame the church because that's where it came from it was just like hey y'all can't sound like the world because that's what that's what i kept saying like you know i can't tell the difference between y'all music and worldly music and it's like <clears throat> maybe you should listen to the words mm-hmm. huh? you know that, that that's how i feel about it you know what i mean but for us to not that we are competing against anybody but for us to have the same like airways and the same and to be heard our music mm-hmm. has to be up up to power like we got to be top shelf we are the kingdom why would why would our music not sound excellent you know what i mean i mean it just it just makes sense you know what i'm saying so it's like we should sound pretty fantastic we should be on these movies we should be on these commercials like we should be first and i'm just keeping it 100 like we are not bringing the poison you know we are definitely bringing the power so um we are on the rise and i'm excited to see all these men and women of god that i've been watching for years be dedicated to their craft you know and uh they have opportunities now especially like uh, the the one that is provided here on this platform but um mm-hmm. the world the world is taking note right now um of chh so i'm i'm geeked about that and i i thank god i hope i live to see i hope the creek don't rise and I really get to, <laughs> I really, really get to see it just really, you know, be side by side with all, with all of these other artists. And it's not like, oh, you're a Christian. It's like, no, I'm out here and I'm just setting the stage on fire. That's, that's what I'm <laughs> going to do right now, you know. And you're putting out good art. And I, I agree with that. I think too, too many people look at that instead of looking at you as an artist or it, all the artists as artists and putting out good art. And it's good substance art. Yeah. So, like, that's yeah. the biggest thing. I think we have kicked the barriers down. We we have had mainstream artists who are now professing uh, their belief within Jesus Christ. They're right. making, even if they're just making one project here and there, it yeah. still shows. One song, power. Justin that, Bieber. One song. Yeah. Whoever. That, yes. Yeah. 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 So, and, and, and that's good. And I, I thank God that we we get to see that, too. You know, giving them that. I think we've created space for them to do that. Let me just be real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot, a lot of people are not um, comfortable with us creating space and letting them in our space. Or so what do you say to the the religious uh, people who feel that you know they shouldn't be making that music if their life doesn't look well, like the I, they think it should look? Well, I would say I, I would like for them to 
to go in their kitchen cabinet and and bring out that heaven or hell that they have to put people in and then just go ahead and start putting people in there wow <laughs> that's, that's, that's what i'm saying yeah what are, we, what are we talking about like we're supposed to be right. ministering even as christians mm-hmm. uh if, i mean if you go to any of my any of my social media you will see over half of the people on my social media they are not christians I mean, it's some of everything and everybody on there. And that's how I like it. I need it like that. I need to know I have purpose. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who are we saving ourselves? You know what I'm saying? Like other people need to see the light. You know, they, we have to be the light. We're called to be the light. So it's like the only way you recognize light is by being in the dark. So it's like, it, it, it is important for us to care about other people more than to care about them trying to be as we are like we've been saved our whole lives you ain't been saved your whole life nobody has been saved their whole life and, and christians often forget about that it's like man i never forget i was doing secular music and shout out to calfani at craftworks in atlanta and when i told him it was a big deal you know that i came and rededicated my life to christ he said if you are about to do music for the lord i'm about to give you all these tracks because we were working on a project together he said nah nah you can have all this you know but i love that we still remained friend. We still remain friends, you know. And um, but he just saw. He said, "Man, like we can still work together and everything." And I would still work with him. Like there has to be uh, this partnership between Christians and non-Christians in some way. When you go to McDonald's, you don't know if the person is saved and made your food. Like, what are you talking about? You know, it's, yeah. it's like you know the pettiness keeps us from sharing the message with people who are unsaved. The pettiness keeps us from allowing others to see the God in us and want to come and see what we're talking about. You are the only thing sometimes you're the only piece of God that some people would ever see. So mm-hmm. it's like when you show up, what are what are you really talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like you should be loving on people. That's what you should be doing. You know what I mean? And and the only way you get to love on people, you got to get close to people. You got to be sometimes in their space. You ain't got to be their best friend every day. But you do need to you you have a responsibility, you know, to share your testimony with others. Let them know um, about the God you serve. And so, yeah, no, everybody. Come on now. Everybody ain't going to be a Christian. So you do you. You be you. And trust me, you be the light and you are going to draw. You're going to draw people to Christ. So listen, DJ, focus. and (laughs) Great conversation. Listen, we got to go to break. We'll be right Uh, back. All Keep right. it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. The Fix is it. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Mm-hmm. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. In the building. This Woo-woo. is the saddest moments of the show, Dice. I know. <laughs> oh, no, I know. I hate to go, but you know what? We'll be back tomorrow. Absolutely. We definitely uh, pray that you guys are, you know, up and uh, getting ready for work or on your way to work, driving safely on this hump day, enjoying your day, getting ready to be the light uh, Mm -hmm. in in the world, you know, to all the the loved ones and all the co-workers that you got to go love on, even though you don't want to love on. (laughs) <laughs> let's be very let's be very real so yeah just just you know i pray that you're, you're up and you're, you're up early in the morning you're getting ready to do what you got to do or only way to do what you got to do but yeah. we got to recap man we we had a nice nice show definitely shouts out to reach records uh recording artists the og t dot tadashi and wanda got a chance to sit down with them at the unashamed uh tour backstage and listen two things i took from the conversation i had with them yeah one they genuinely 
are connected. And when I yeah. say connected, I think everybody on this tour, and even Tadashi even brought it up. He said, this is the first tour that we went on, um, 116, We Are Unashamed, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. where it didn't matter. Everybody was connected. Everybody was talking all the time. Everybody was praying and laughing and having a good time. So he was just excited on seeing that the up and coming generation embrace him as, you know, pretty much a seasoned vet in the game. And they were able just to connect on another level. And he was like, listen, he feels that Christian hip hop is in a good place right now. Not only just within, within Reach Records, but just his experience with where Christian hip hop artists are now and where it's going. He was just excited about the genre. Yeah. I mean, I am too. And shout out to Tita Ashe and um, Wanda. And don't forget her brand, though, the We Win. So if you guys are um, are out there on her page or on her site, like, please be supportive of the sisters. Like, we're out here with businesses and stuff. You know, I got you. I got CHH University. But when you see mm. a lady, you know, really pushing through, she's killing it on the mic and in the studio. And like you said, on tour. But, you know, also she's a she's a business owner. So it's like, man, yeah, please support the sisters. We need Talk your support. No, so talk about that for a brief moment before we get out of here. Just you being a female business owner, specifically with a clothing brand that Christian hip hop. Come on now. What are sometimes the struggles that, you know, you see within doing the business side of it? I mean, women always have a harder time being taken seriously when it comes to business. But women are really good at business, good at running businesses, starting businesses. And, um, I, we just need more support, honestly. I mean, it's easy to have your favorites out there. And I think that typically is what happens. You know, people want to go to Nike or Adidas or again, Louis. But it's like, you know what? Chu is a brand. CHH University is a brand to support Christian artists, you know, mm-hmm. to, to, to further that cause, to help. Uh, you know, we're trying to give out scholarships for education. And when people want to go on tours, trying to provide gear and things like that. So, um Sometimes you've got to know the cause. So it's important to interview people and have and talk about your business. You know, the only way people know about what you're doing is you got to talk about it. So, uh, you know, we just got to speak up a little bit more. And I got great support. Shout out to all those people who come through without me asking or posting a flyer and just surprise, you know, uh, you know, things in the basket and people purchasing purchasing items. Thank you, guys. But we need more of it, you know, so we can um, support our communities and our homes. You know what I mean? (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's real. And, and listen, you, you, listen, you, you got my brain working over here. So now I feel like, yep, yeah, I got to talk to you. We're going to have to do a collab. Ah, let's yeah. go. I got to do a collab with CHH University. So we'll, we'll talk. That. Listen, we also had a great conversation today talking about the evolution of hip hop. We were yeah. able to take you guys in our world um, yeah. from when we first started in hip hop to where we are now. It really shaped who we are. Yeah. I think a lot of times people are not, you know, Sometimes believers are scared to have these conversations like they've been saved all your life, all their life. <laughs> no, um, you know, yes. I, and, and I still listen to some mainstream hip hop, uh, now, not much, but there are a few artists I listen to. I, I, I like J. Cole at times. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, you know, some of his music is, you know, a little edgy, but I, I like his flow. He reminds yeah. me a little bit of like the, the new age Tupac a little bit. Right. Um, so I was, you know, Kendrick a little bit. I can, I can name a few of the artists. Of course, you know, some of the vets, Nas, and, you know, Jay-Z. Of course, you're going to listen to see what they're talking about. But listen, mm-hmm. I'm I, before we get out of here, I, I want you to give me your top three Christian hip-hop artists of all time. 
and I'm gonna give you mine. I'm gonna give you mine. I'm gonna make it fun. I'm gonna give you mine first. So my top three that I I, I, I ain't gonna say all the time. I'm gonna say that I couldn't live without. If I had to head pick three Christian hip hop artists right now mm-hmm. for what I listen to and what I like in my palate, mm-hmm. I'm going Eshawn Burgundy, Oof. Jackie Hill Perry. And I know a lot of people ain't gonna consider her a Christian hip hop artist, but what? <laughs> for me, she is. I know she's a poet, but yeah, I, I like her bar spits too as well. And nice. I would go with oh, that last one is hard. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Taylor Gray. I'm gonna go Ohio Taylor Gray. Well, I will say, Triple I cannot live without. I. I mean, I'm sorry. It, I mean. <laughs> is nice. I, ain't, I, ain't always... I mean, it's just when I need it, he got it. You know, it's just like that. He's right. that artist. He's that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, next, man, I'll be real. I am a super fan of K-drama. He is doctor, he's the Dr. Dre of Christian hip. I don't care. People, they don't even understand. I mean, some of the tracks I have, the things he's done, like he's so humble. So he's mm-hmm. not even talking about a lot. But He's from Ohio too as well. Shout out. I'm a fan. I mean, super fan. And then um B Angelique. And a lot of people, she listen, bro. We did Queenin with Keisha. Yeah, you got a back Listen, and she was so relaxed. She had the baby with her. We want to do the video shoot. And she is so dope. And it's it's hard for me. Like I'm listen, I'm it's hard. Shout out to Ty Scott, because I love Ty Scott. She's another one too for me. You know, and, and Flo, you know, I did a whole album with both of them. We'll talk about that later. But um I'm trying to tell you, B Angelique. Wait a minute, where is this album at? Bro, we got a whole album together. Drugs did the whole album. Y'all know drugs. Shout out to drugs beats, you know. Um wow. we did a whole are you joking right now? No. Man. So, so gamble, man. We did a whole Platinum Souls album together. And I mean, they just, man, they made me such a better person. But anyways, like I said, Trip Lee, B'Angelique, and K-Drama, those are my top three. Oh, that's good. Yeah. We appreciate y'all rocking with us again today. We uh, pray that, like I said, you guys uh, have a productive and great day. Listen, we're going to be right back here tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you know how we do it? Real conversations. Of course, these exclusive interviews. And of course, uh, great music. Mm-hmm. Remember, stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement. The fix is in. We out. Peace. <laughs>